For an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. the Monday Waffle. I am one of your hosts, Connor Malice, joined by the lovely Jesse Donnelly-Jones and the amazing Tom McCracken. Lads, how are we? Pretty good, mate. We always introduce the person on the left of the panel op, don't we? I just want to make that note. Last time we're going to be doing this show, but anyway, well, okay. all things <laughs> considered, boys. <laughs> no, look, fellas, it was, um, well, look, I suppose pressure's off for myself. No souse in the competition anymore, but... Uh, you know, gee whiz, tough going for you there, Tom. I thought uh, East Fremantle were going to get the chocolates on Saturday, but what went on there? Oh, look, mate, it's a uh, no fabulous, fabulous game of football. Kicking 13 behind doesn't help. Look, West Perth, they, they got over it last weekend for all our faithful listeners. 12-9-81, Look, West Perth, just a little bit too strong around the contest, weren't you, Connor? Yeah, well, no surprises here, lads, was it, at the end of the day? I know you guys have... Uh, Looking pretty proud of himself yeah, there. Yeah, pretty chuffed, okay. honestly. Yeah. Oh, here I am trying to be graceful and defeat. Oh, it's nauseating, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. Look, I, I'm really hoping we get up next week. But look, the usuals was there. Millen Murdoch, he was handy for the Sharks. 30 touches, four tackles, and got onto the scoreboard. Well supported by English as well. Bennett, Schofield, and McDonald. But look, the the you know... The Falcons, Connor, you guys just too too strong, mate. What you know? Yeah, you had a healthy spread of goal kickers. Yeah, ten um, different goal kickers. Look, and we didn't. You know, if you look at the actual stat sheets and you go through the disposals, the Sharkies really dominated us. I mean, out of the top, I reckon fifteen or so. There's only about six or so Westies players. When East did actually cover the match with most of it, Sharks did have fifty-five percent of the possession, but. I guess, as we said before, Falcons just found a way to get it through the big sticks better than the Sharks. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, in terms of West Perth as a club overall, I mean, pretty impressive, isn't it? They've got the Colts, Reserves and League squad all in the in the grand final. So they've got next week off all three grades and it's pretty impressive, isn't it? I mean, the last team that did that was Subi back in 2018. And um, I was speaking to a couple of the West Perth boys after the match as well and they're just saying, you know, We've just dropped blokes like Noah Pegararo's gone down and played Resi. Some really talented players that Tom Boys as well has played a few league games for West Perth are playing down in these Resi sides because there's just that much depth, which, I mean, fantastic problem to have if you're West Perth. But, you know, it just goes to show how many boys are really fighting for a position up in that squad. It's going to be interesting to see how East Freeman will bounce back from this. Eh? I mean, because really, they sh- they've had the wood over Claremont throughout the season, haven't they? And I mean, they've played them twice the last four weeks, both 40-plus wins. But, gee, I mean, anything can happen in, in a prelim, can't it? And we did see that when they took mm. on Peel of Thunder this week too, lads, didn't we? 111, uh, sorry, 16 goals, 15, 111 to Peel's 8 goals, 4, 52, which... I put it my hand up and say I was completely wrong on this one, lads. Um, oh, I think we all were. Yeah, no? we, all, we all were, weren't we? I, I was the one saying Peel would win the premiership. But, um, yeah, look, I mean, Peel came out. They kicked the first two goals of the game, first five minutes. Looked to be pretty sharp and looked to be the better side in those opening stages. But then Claremont just got on a roll there. It was five goals to six late in that third term and then Claremont kicked a couple of late ones including a goal after the halftime siren stretched the lead out to 26 points and yeah just too much for Peel to come back from yeah geez you would have been really concerned hey that second quarter you know as a Peel supporter 
you're only trailing by three behinds and then all of a sudden they turn around like they kick a stack and they kick a stack of, you know and they kick even more behind and you go oh wow they're just clearly getting the ball inside 50 a hell of a lot more making their chances Jai Bolton ran a muck uh, as per usual throughout the day 33 touches contributing the four tackles just a healthy spread of tackles from sort of you know the, the Claremont midfield they wanted the ball more didn't they yeah. They did. They absolutely did. And, I mean, coming up against all these AFL-listed players there, Connor, and they just took them to the cleaners, didn't they? It sure did. I mean, Alex Manuel absolutely mopped the floor. He just couldn't seem to miss five goals, one he ended the day with, and backed up along with him was Tyron Smallwood. He kicked three goals too. So, Max uh, sorry, Max Spivey as well, he ended up with three. So, these boys are just finding these forwards now, which, you know, we hadn't, we kind of discussed last week. They just weren't doing and. They've turned that around this week and show, well, yeah, we can. We can hit these targets. We can find them and we'll make the most of our ball use. What have we made of Peel Thunder's season, boys? Has it been a success or has it been a disappointment? Where do you stand on it? Oh, I think it's a bit of a disappointment almost. Like You have a look at the, the talent that they have on that list. and you, I don't know. I think you go, right, you're not playing in, in a prelim. That's, that's disappointing. Oh, I beg to differ on that one. I would say it's a disappointing exit for their season. Mm. But I don't know. For me, Peel of Thunder's never really ever been a contender up until we've seen them actually come into stride this year, I feel. I feel as if they're starting off with a bit more of a younger team and they're just really hitting their strides now. And you know what? Maybe next year they might find themselves in one of them top three, top two spots. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll probably got to lean more towards Tom on this one. I think that, I mean, they sort of scraped into... Well, I shouldn't say scraped in because they belted Swan Districts in that last game, didn't they? But they got in by one game and just scraping into the five like that. A good win over South Fremantle. Uh, South, they certainly missed their opportunities in that one. But I just think they had so much talent on their list. And to go out in the second week of finals to Claremont, who they did get the better of during the home and away season and were without some players as well. As we know, Ben Edwards was a, a later mission from that game. But, I mean, I, I just sort of wonder, boys, keen to get your thoughts on this. Like, Peel Thunder, is their priority, because they're a feeder club with Fremantle, is their priority sometimes what's best for Fremantle Dockers as opposed to what's best for Peel Thunder? Well, well, yeah, that, that's that, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the Fremantle go, okay, right, we want to see someone like Billy Hughes push out onto the wing. Yes. Because we're trying to give him some, you know, some, some game time and maybe there's the potential slot for him to move up to AFL level if he's playing well enough down at Peel to go on the wing. Um, they play him there. You go, yeah. you go okay, right, is he, is he, is he you know, good enough to be a winger? Is he fast enough? He does have high end speed, top end speed, but, you know, does he have the tank? Does he have the capacity? Yeah, because... That's one. That, that's exactly what I was leaning towards there, Connor, because if you think about it, like they wanted to play Jai Amos. Fremantle said, no, you're not playing Jai Amos. I, I mean, it's just like, it just seems to be, you know. Well, I mean, what Tom was saying there, you know what I mean? If they're, if Peel's going to run Frio's game plan, that's fantastic, but it might not pair well with a lot of these waffle clubs. So we find that we see that East Frio pairs really well against Claremont and their game style keeps, as you said before, Jesse, 40 points and above, yeah. but then the same thing goes for West Perth and East Frio, where West Perth are just all throughout the season have just stuck with their game plan that East Frio just hasn't been able to combat. And that's why, um, you know, even with Peel of Thunder as well, for West Perth, they're always a close matchup, but it's just the game plans colliding. And if East, um, sorry, if Peel want to 
run with that game plan, that 3-0 setting. So when all it needs to take is, hey, Jai, you're up this week, mate. He knows what's going on. It's not a different game style. And yeah, he's not out of position because that's where he's been playing. Yeah, because the last thing I'd, the last point I'd make on this boy is not to harp on it too much. But if Fremantle are in the coaching staff's ear down at Peel saying, we want so-and-so out on the wing, we want this bloke to play across half back, maybe Peel are going with a different lineup. But you compare that to teams like West Perth, East Fremantle, who have had that continuity all year. I mean, Claremont and South have had that continuity for years. Uh, so too West Perth. But it just seems like these other teams, they, they know each other's games inside out. They've had all this time together. And, you know, Peel probably just can't get their lineup settled in a way that they can in the way that other clubs can. So, you know, they might pluck out a win here and there like we saw last week, but it's difficult to sustain against all the top teams in the comp. And then you come up against Claremont on the back of South and it's just too much. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, do you reckon a few of those Freo listed players might have been a bit dusty after maybe a mad Monday? (laughs) Uh, You know, it might have... Should have been pretty well carb-loaded after all the beers. (laughs) Seems that way, doesn't it? Well, heading into this week, lads... One game coming up, Sharkies versus Claremont. Sharkies get given another life after losing to West Perth this week. Boys, who do we think? The Sharks cannot lose this game, surely. I mean, two 40-point wins against Claremont in the last month. I mean, surely, Tom, they're not going to blow it, are they? Look, mate, oh, long-time <laughs> Sharks fan here. Oh, mate, big time, long-time Dockers fan as well. Look, I know all about the... Uh, well, you know, just the dubious nature last of supporting time a Fremantle based team. Was in the nineties, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And the last time they made a grand final was actually their last finals appearance back in two thousand and twelve. So Yeah, look, big time between drinks. Um I I really would love to see us, you know, obviously come out, just play a good brand of football. East Frio, when we when we're up and about, we're a high scoring, fast paced team. I'd love to see them just romp it in the first quarter and be an absolutely no... Create a no-sniff game, fellas. Um, I don't have any other thoughts to say on that than as, as an anxious Shark supporter, mate. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I've seen it myself as a, as a South supporter, boys, because back in 2018, Subiaco, South, Fremantle, far and away the two best teams in the comp, right? Come up against West Perth, who we belted earlier in that final series, and just come prelim final they they just blew it and West Perth got the better of them and and faced Subiaco in the grand final and and probably weren't nearly as tough a matchup as what the Bulldogs would have been for the Lions that year so I mean gee whiz it's just you can't help but think can history repeat itself here no you're absolutely right mate it's um it's going to be a tale uh, it's going to be an absolutely phenomenal weekend of waffle tickets are already on sale for the grandy as there well. you go. So, but you know, be getting down to Shark Park, and at least it is at Shark Park this weekend as well. So, who are you going with, Tom? Oh, sharks by a nail biter, just a nail biter, just less than a kick. five kick. point win. Yeah, Ooh. less than a kick, yeah, Jesse. Yeah. yeah, look, I'm going to go as Fremantle. I I don't think it'll be forty points, which is what we've seen these last couple of meetings between these two sides. But I think East Fremantle will get it done by twenty one points. Yeah, well, I'm. Um, you know what? For the sake of West Perth, I hope Sharkies get through. I think we match up very well against them. But Claremont last week just looked scary. They've finally hit their stride, maybe coming into the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I might I might go devil's advocate here, lads, and I'm gonna I might say Claremont's hit their strides, maybe had the Sharkies had to battle it out 
a bit more. But same with Claremont. You know, you might have two battered bodies. I mean, West Perth have had probably the, you know, the dream run home, have the week off, play a week, get another week off, stroll into the grand final. It's going to be an absolute tooth and nail biter. Absolutely. It's, it's the thing about prelims, isn't it, boys? I mean, you just get that little bit more tense and perhaps you don't play as free-flowing as you would have liked back in previous weeks. And, I mean, gee whiz, if... I mean, because Claremont, they've been here, they've done that, haven't they? I mean, they've played in prelims, they've made it to a grand final. They've fallen short against South Fremantle the last couple of years, but they've got that much experience. East Fremantle, big test for them. Uh, playing, footy, playing good footy at the right time, aren't they? You know? Yeah. I'm, they've been pretty pretty consistent over the last couple of weeks. And I, uh, yeah, you can see them playing a really solid brand this weekend, can't you? The, the one concern, though, with East Fremantle fellas, Jonathan Marsh just mm. absolutely tore Claremont to shreds in that first final, as we saw, but didn't kick a goal against the Falcons. The Falcons just completely shut him down, didn't they? Yeah, so, so I'm sure Claremont will go straight to the videotape, yeah. see how they can shut all that down. But, yeah, look, it's just going to be a... It, and one thing, I think, for the Sharkies, too, new side coming in, you know, trying to get to the grand final first time in, you said, a decade, Jesse... Are they going to have that experience, that backing? You know, if they get two goals down, are they going to doubt themselves? Are they going to try and do a switch and then mess it up and not want to do it again because they're a bit too scared to take those risks that got them to this position in the first place? Yeah, because the thing is, Connor, Claremont will be taking those risks because they've been there, they've done that, they have that experience themselves. They will go down the middle if they see an opportunity. They will take the game on. And, you know, they're going to go out there and think, look, these blokes have flogged us the last couple of times we've met. Let's forget about it. Put it to the side. We're coming in. New game plan. New structure in place come this third matchup. And, you know, I think Claremont are going to go out there not really with a whole lot of pressure. I mean, East Fremantle are going to be the favourites. They've had the wood over them all year. So I think Claremont can go out there and just really play a free-flowing brand of football. And who knows? I mean, when you when you take those risks, it sometimes can pull off. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a strong battle of the midfield. For the Sharkies, Murdoch, Skellenfield and Erdley uh, and obviously Bennett are really going to have to lead the way. Win the football from the source. Yeah, especially... Go for, take it on early with a little bit of dash. Like you said, Clement are just going to hit that. They're going to be playing that, that daring and dashing style of football. Whoever wins the footy at the source will just take control of this game. Yeah, and coming up against Jai Bolton, Bailey Rogers in the middle, uh, Lockie Marintis... Uh, and also, you know, I mean, we'd expect Ben Edwards to come back into the squad this weekend. So, Waiting I mean... on that hamstring, hamstring, I believe. Hamstring, was it? Yeah, it was a laid out, wasn't he? So, caught everyone by surprise there. But, you know, he, he was actually pretty solid against East Fremantle, wasn't he? So, I mean, maybe not his usual impact, but was certainly one of their better players. So, you'd think he'd make a difference there. And, yeah, I mean, as for East Freo, they haven't had that experience. So, never know. Well, there's only one way to find out, and that will be on Sunday because we've got the AFL Grand Final Saturday. We'll see you down there. East Frio Sharkies home turf when they take on Claremont in the preliminary final. And before the grandy, thanks for joining us. We've had the beautiful Jesse Donnelly-Jones joining us. Cheers, mate. The amazing Tom McCracken on his final show before he leaves us. Yes, yeah, the continent. I'll be, I'll be streaming in on the, on the app. 
I'll be up at the crack of dawn to give it a listen. I'll be there, yeah. boys. Be watching yeah. Sharkies at 4 a.m. Oh, I will, mate. Wouldn't I it. will. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't miss so, it for the world. Some Italian Wi-Fi kind of thing. Hopefully, it does translate over. We'll see. Anyway. Not, mate, I'll make Fingers it work. Crossed. I'll make it work. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll go to the iPad. <laughs> I'm Connor Malice. Thank you again for tuning in to the Monday Waffle. We'll see you next week. Go the Sharks. Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting.